0: Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining the Think Realty podcast. I'm Eddie Wilson, the founder of Think Realty, Founded it way back in 2013 because I love real estate so much and I wanted to talk to real estate investors all the time and I still get to do that by hosting this podcast and uh, I'm excited for the guest that you get to hear today. He's a fantastic uh, addition to the show and we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, But first of all, I want to say a quick thank you to our podcast sponsor. Uh, This episode is brought to you by Real Property Management, working with the right property management company can put more money in your pocket, not less. Real Property Management provides a higher standard of property management. To make sure you're maximizing the return on your investments, experience the real difference with Real Property Management, visit realpropertymgt.com. That's realpropertymgt.com. Calm. So I don't know about you, but uh, as a real estate investor, my head and my, my eyes and my ears are always up and open. Uh, I'm always looking for opportunities, especially in the passive space. And when I heard about uh, what Joel and his team uh, does, uh, I'm, I'm definitely interested. I know you will be as well. So let me introduce uh, Joel Friedland uh, to the show. Thank you, Joe, for joining us. My pleasure. Nice to see you. Absolutely. So, you're coming to us from the sunny state of Florida. However, most of your business is done in Chicago. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, we are hyper focused on nothing but industrial property and nothing but the Chicago area. That's awesome.
0: Um, In that focus, the fact that you go after industrial, I I think it it probably makes you, in our world, uh, a very interesting guest because my current uh, group of investors, we've got about a million people that touch the real estate, the uh, Think Realty platform at any given time. A lot of them have been investing for a long time, they've moved into this more passive space, and their residential has not been yielding uh, like it has been over the past, uh, let's say six to eight years, uh, especially over the past twelve months. So. I think they're all they've all got their eyes up their ears open trying to decide you know is there another uh asset class i should be considering um so before we jump into real estate i kind of want to hear your story like how how did you get into real estate did did you choose real estate or did real estate choose you was it uh you know how how did that how did that happen
1: when i was a kid uh, when i was 14 years old i started a landscaping business and um, i went up and down the street where i lived which in a, was in a suburb called highland park uh, which is on the north shore of chicago and i went door to door and i convinced uh, homeowners to hire me to cut their lawn and i got 60 or 70 lawns when i was 14 years old signed up and i hired kids to uh, work for me pushing the lawnmower and trimming bushes and i loved watching what was going on with the houses i saw houses for sale and i saw uh, agents bringing people in and out and i thought why am i cutting runs real estate looks like a great thing to do so from the time i was 14 i was entrepreneurial but i didn't know how to get into real estate as a kid so when i went to the university of michigan i took real estate classes I also took some economics classes uh, where I learned that each economics professor says the opposite thing of the one in the class before. And um, I was intrigued with the real estate. And when I graduated, uh, I found a guy just from a, a friend of a friend who was looking to hire a property manager for an industrial real estate portfolio of 84 buildings, 6 million square feet. It was 1981. Interest rates were 17% and he had nine vacancies. And when I met him, he said, so kid, how would you fill up uh, industrial buildings? I know you don't know anything about it, but we'd like you to manage some properties and help us with some leasing. I said, well, simple. I'd go door to door in the neighborhood and I'd find tenants uh, who are nearby and see if they wanted to move into your empty buildings. And he says, you are hired. (laughs) That's how I got started.
0: Wow. So what year was that then that you really got started in real estate?
1: So 1981 is when I met Milt Podolsky. He okay. It was a family business, not my family, I would never met them. Uh, it was Milt and his two sons, uh, Randy and Steve, and another guy named Richard, and they became my mentors. I worked there for 10 years, starting in 1981. And the first year I went door to door and I, I made 37 leases. Wow! I I, I, used, I was living at home with my folks, and I'd go home and I'd say to my parents, "Hey, I leased another building," and they'd say, Where, "Is what you're doing like legal? <laughs> <It's> like, how, <laughs> how are you doing all this?" And the answer was, "I think I was the only guy in town, literally going door to door." I was 22 sure. years old. I had nothing to lose.
0: I think if you went door to door today, you'd still be the only guy doing going door to door to try to lease up industrial space. That that seems crazy, but obviously I a effective. lot of guys how to do it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 Now, so talk to me about uh, industrial space as a whole. Um, why should someone even choose that asset class? Or, you know, I know that you even allow passive investors to kind of invest with you as, as you guys do it for others. Um, why, is, why is that an attractive asset class?
1: Well, it never was really even known as an asset class. It was, it was sort of like a hidden asset class. People knew about retail. They shopped in stores. They knew about residential. They lived in an apartment or a house. They saw office buildings. But industrial is is tucked behind other types of real estate. So most people don't know about it. But over the past uh, number of years with the Internet uh, being as big as it is, people are ordering products to be delivered to their homes and E-commerce has just driven industrial to just grow like crazy. Uh, And everybody who distributes a product from a warehouse needs a warehouse and that's industrial. Uh, And so our vacancy factors are very low and because it's such a different kind of a product, um, our cap rates are higher and our yields on our investments are higher. We don't buy anything unless we can get an 8% yield cash on cash. And by the way we don't do mortgages and i'll tell you the reason for that is because in 2008 which was my fourth down cycle i got killed Hmm. Uh, i had 50 buildings i had 300 investors and i had a lot of mortgages and what i learned is that uh debt is a double-edged sword it can make you a lot of uh, irr but it can also take away some of your equity sure so at my age which is 63 which is how old Milk Podowski was when he hired me. So I keep comparing myself. Um, he, he was such an incredibly vibrant guy and he taught me that the whole thing is about relationships. So I built relationships with uh, owners of industrial properties in Chicago and with tenants, a lot of local investors, some of them are nationally my son and i are in florida now we're on a one-month investor tour we're seeing about 25 of our investors while we're here and um, industrial is just something that isn't well known by most people but institutions are flocking to it right right now
0: yeah and your your average lease time on these buildings are how long
1: Uh, we're in B and C industrial. The the A properties are those big warehouses that are brand new that you see along the tollways with the the line of truck docks and offices on on each side with a bunch of glass. That's, that's called A industrial. We're in the B business, smaller buildings, lower ceilings, older buildings. Um, and because of that, companies like flexibility, they like five-year leases.
0: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, um... You know, I, I've, I've owned and invested in a few industrial, you know, more warehousing space. Um, and, and to me, it became evident as, you know, I own a private equity firm. So we've got some businesses that need warehousing space and how, how difficult it is to find it over the last two years is incredible. I mean, it seemed like during COVID, all warehousing space went away. And and it seems like they're building double, like I mean these massive, massive spaces. But they're already pre-leased a year in advance before the shell even goes up. It's it's crazy how how much in demand it is. And then the pricing on it seems uh, to be uh, crazy as well. You know, like I i've down in Florida, uh, where I where I, I live now, um, our uh, industrial. I'm curious if this is like a, a national thing or if this is just Florida. Our, our industrial space, that, that, uh, the, the, the warehousing space, um, we're seeing prices that rival like a B-class uh, commercial space that you would use for typically like offices. Um, and you're seeing a similar pricing, which just seems, seems crazy. But I guess it's just because of demand?
1: Demand is uh, wildly out of control, and it's not slowing down. Uh, we mostly, this is a strange uh, little Bit of our, of our uh, strategy. We mostly lease to manufacturing companies hmm. uh, in our size buildings. They're usually 50,000 square feet and smaller. And we've done a study as of this past week, uh, rents as of today are 35% higher across the board, across the country for industrial than they were two years ago.
0: Wow. Wow. What a massive, massive increase. Um, and because, I mean, it's it, it's obviously it's basic economics, right? I mean, it's supply and demand, and because there's way too much demand for the supply that's out there, that that probably hasn't sealinged out yet. It probably still has a, a long way to go.
1: I talk to broker industrial real estate brokers every day. Yesterday, I'd say I talked to seven or eight of them, and I asked the question, "How are you seeing it? What's going on?" There's no slowdown. Uh, Users users are the occupiers of buildings. They can't find buildings to buy period. It's hard for us to find buildings to buy uh, We have 16 buildings now and we we'd love to have uh, 60 buildings, but uh, Right now there's just not a lot available companies stay For a long time manufacturers can't afford to move and those are, we call them sticky tenants And that's what we have in our buildings uh, They don't want to lose their employees, so they can't move far away which means they have a very small uh, number of buildings that they can choose from nearby, and uh, there's almost nothing available. When I show a building to a potential tenant or a potential buyer, uh, let's say it's a manufacturer who makes, uh, we have a tenant who who makes uh, safety products for the welding industry. If I was to take them to the building three doors away, if they needed more space, I could say to Scott, who runs the company, Scott, listen, I need to punch you in the face. And he would say, okay, go ahead, but then how much do I have to pay for the building? Mm-hmm. So it's really crazy when somebody needs a building for their business, it's a tool for their business. It is, it's not about a return on investment. So a user who buys an industrial building Will pay whatever they have to pay. Yeah, even if it doesn't appraise out, they just they'll just do whatever they have to do to get it. Yeah, it's
0: it's interesting. One of the businesses that that we own uh, is a coffee company. We uh, roast coffee, so it's a coffee roastery, and are in desperate desperate need of roasting space. You know, like we're roasting in a retail facility, but when we went out a year or so ago and just looked for uh, this is north of Atlanta, just a place to to you know to lease for the purpose of roasting coffee, you know, not a massive footprint, it, it was impossible. Like it, it was actually better to go buy adjacent or to go get adjacent uh, uh, commercial space, retail space. It was it was actually easier. But anyways, that's really fascinating. So you allow a lot of passive investors to, uh, to do this with you. I mean, obviously it's a very specific niche that you do. And so instead of uh, an investor that maybe is a part of the Think Realty Network, Um, that is thinking how do I go do industrial you actually provide a a more passive path for them could you just explain how the process works is it more like a syndication or a
1: fund or how do you structure it it is a syndication we do not do funds Um, we let investors look at the specifications of the building and and the returns and the credit of the tenant and they decide for themselves if they want to go in Uh, we have a very low minimum, because we think that people who don't know us may want to just get started. So we have a $25,000 minimum. Very few people do that that amount. Most people are, let's say, an average of about uh, 50000 And more than any other number, investors uh, are at a minimum of $100,000. But um, we invite them in to, to learn about what we do and see how we do it. And we tell them that we'd buy these things all cash and it's a long-term hold for the sake of earning cash flow uh the minute they go into one of our deals if it's leased and they mostly are they start earning eight percent which is paid out two percent per quarter uh and we try to buy buildings um from people who need to sell very often we we buy from families who used to own the company that's in the building and sold the company made all their money on the on the exit of the company, and got stuck with the real estate, and the family doesn't want the kids mm-hmm. who don't know anything about industrial real estate to inherit a problem. So we buy from those kinds of people. We also do sale leasebacks. When companies uh, need some liquidity, we buy the building and lease it back to them. Uh, we usually have annual increases in the rent of 3% a year, and their net leases, So we collect the rent. Our most recent syndication is a $2.7 million deal in Chicago, 33,000 feet. Uh, The rent is $230,000 a year. Uh, The management and other costs are 15,000. So we collect 215,000, we pay no bank and we distribute that out. And that's exactly 8%.
0: Sure. And most of these buildings are single occupants. They're, they're single tenants.
1: They are, for the most part. We have one building in the city of Chicago where we have the U.S. Postal Service has a warehouse, and it's next door to a warehouse for uh, that grocery delivery company, uh, Instacart, hmm. which is very odd because Instacart leased the building last year and they haven't moved in yet, but they're paying rent. Wow,
0: that that's yeah. not a that's not a bad tenant at all, you know.
1: <laughs> I hope not. They're they're, they're not making money. They're, yeah. we've seen their financials. Yeah. I worry about creditworthiness of tenants yeah. I think they're going to be okay but you never know
0: yeah for sure
1: well US that's is good, though
0: I, I think you've convinced me that I need to uh, consider more more industrial for sure uh, yeah. I, it, it hasn't necessarily been on my radar unless it you know just a deal pops up here or there but uh, I definitely am interested I'm sure a lot of our investors uh, will be interested as well um, how can they get a hold of you uh, if they have some level of interest?
1: Sure. Um, Britproperties.com is our website, B-R-I-T, properties, plural. And uh, we have information, we we actually have our offerings uh, on the website and we have videos. I I didn't know about podcasts, so I made a video, I spent $40,000 on a video, it's a (laughs) two-minute commercial. I'm a moron, I guess. Anyway, it it interviews some of our investors, and it talks about who our tenants are. We had a tenant that was on Shark Tank uh, in a building. We have a tenant about to sign a lease that was on an undercover bus, and we've got some really great tenants, uh, some uh, not-for-profits that pack food for uh, starving children in in third world countries. We've got great tenants.
0: That's awesome. Well, very good. Joel, thank you so much. We're out of time, but I appreciate you being on on uh, the show today. I appreciate you introducing uh, uh, some awareness to our, our listeners and, and viewers on industrial real estate. I'm sure a lot of them will be hitting you up and uh, curious about what you do. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Awesome. Joel, thank, thank you, and I, I hope you have a great day. Thanks, you too. One more quick thank you to our podcast sponsor. This episode has been brought to you by Real Property Management. Working with the right property management company can put more money in your pocket, not less. Real Property Management provides a higher standard of property management to make sure you're maximizing the return on your investments. Experience the real difference with Real Property Management. Visit realpropertymgt.com, that's realpropertymgt.com. One thing I want you to do today, uh, I want you to go to thinkreally.com, uh, forward slash events, or just hit the events uh, button and uh, click on Houston. I want you to consider coming to the Houston event coming up uh, in March, uh, and if you'll use the the password uh, or the keyword uh, podcast, p o d c a s t uh then you'll get a buy one get one free ticket. The tickets are already as cheap as I possibly can make them, but that'll give you a buy one get one for being a part of the of the listenership on the podcast. And uh I want you to consider coming to that conference because we have done our best to put amazing content providers there. They're not there to sell you anything. They're there because we tapped them on the shoulder and said, "Hey, you have fantastic information. We come share it with our Houston guest? Uh, I hope that you'll take advantage of that show coming up and be a part of it. I'll see you there with a lot of our uh, other resident experts that will be teaching as well. Um, and also, if you haven't gotten our, our, uh, our magazine, uh, we send it out uh, and send it right to your doorstep. If you go to thinkreally.com, you can sign up uh, for the magazine subscription there, or you can pick it up on the shelves of Barnes & Noble uh, that's closest to you. Uh, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast Uh, connect with us on all the social channels instagram facebook linkedin and uh, let us know how you how you like the podcast uh, and if there's any shows or any topics you'd like to hear more about we'd love to hear from you have a great day and thank you so much for being a part of the think realty community